Hello, friends, and welcome to the Everyday Truth Podcast with Kurt Skelly. We are here to show that the Bible is relevant to your life every single day. And we're glad you joined us here for the conversation. Right now, we're studying the book of Revelation in a series called The End is the Beginning. Now, let's join Kurt for today's episode. And welcome back, my friends, to today's episode of Everyday Truth. Appreciate, as always, your faithfulness to the podcast, but more importantly, uh, your faithfulness to the Word of God. Uh, some of you might be brand new to the podcast. We appreciate you uh, jumping on board. If you wouldn't mind uh, just checking in and leaving us a review, uh, that would help uh, drive some more listenership to the podcast, and that's always a good thing, and appreciate you joining. It might be good, though, to go back uh, to some of the earlier podcasts and get caught up because we try to go through the Bible sequentially, and here we are in Revelation chapter six. Matter of fact, today we're in verse number three. We're talking about the, the seals uh, that had been placed upon the scroll. A seal, by the way, was a way by which to assure that a document could not be read by anybody other than the person for whom it was intended. So remember in Revelation chapter five, the scroll was sealed with seven seals. Wow. And uh, th there are progressive sections of that scroll that are being unveiled with the breaking of each seal, the opening of each seal. And yesterday, we talked about the opening of the first seal and the revelation of the rider of the white horse, identified not with Jesus, uh, but with an antichrist, whether it be the Antichrist, uh, the man of perdition that we'll talk about uh, later on in the book, or if it just be an earthly king, like the king of the north, uh, Russia, many have, have associated with, uh, that, uh, that Daniel talks about in Daniel chapter eight. We don't know, I won't be dogmatic, but the point is it's not Jesus. It's an earthly ruler who has nefarious purposes. Look at verse number three now of Revelation chapter six, and, and watch what it says. And when he had opened the second seal, so he here is the Lord, when he had opened the second seal, I heard the second beast say, come and see. So interestingly, as we talk about these four horsemen, we'll talk about a white horse, we'll talk here about the uh, red horse, and then a black horse, and then a, a pale horse, we'll talk about them. Each one of these horses is introduced by one of the, the beasts that we talked about that are around the throne of God that we referenced and described in Revelation chapter four. So here in verse number three, he opened the second seal, I heard the second beast say, come and see. And I didn't say this uh, last episode, but you know, the Lord wants us to understand certain things about the future. Come and see. John, I want you to see this. I want you to understand this. I want you to see the things that must be. Remember we talked about that verb, which must be hereafter. I want you to, I want you to see that just as surely as I can control your life today, and just as surely as my fingerprints are all over the history of your life and of all of human history, I want you to see that I also control the future. And that's a, that ought to be a, a wonderful uh, 
life-giving and confidence-building truth for, for believers to know that our God holds our future, and there are certain things about the future that God wants us to know, remember? So God said to, Jesus said to John, come and see, but he also told John, write down the things which must be hereafter. So not only did Jesus want John to come and see, but Jesus wanted you and me to, to see these things. So I want you to kind of keep that in the back of your mind as we talk about uh, today's portion, and that is this is something that Jesus wants you to know. This is something that Jesus has specifically revealed for you, and that, that ought to be uh, just a comforting thought. So what is this thing that Jesus wants us to know? Look at verse number four. And there went out another horse, so we talked about the white one last episode, but there went out another horse that was red. And of course, when we think about red, we think about the color of blood, and that is an apt color for what we'll describe today. So the horse that was red, and power was given to him that sat thereon to take peace from the earth. Now I find that very interesting. Power was given to him to take peace from the earth. And sometimes the, the, the greatest judgment of God is not in what God actively does, but in taking away his hand of protection from. Did you see that? Well, the Bible says that power was given to him to take peace from the earth. Do you know that any kind of peace that you enjoy is a gift from and is the work of God. So for instance, when you think about peace, uh, typically you think about three aspects of peace that the Bible describes. First of all, uh, the Bible talks about the peace that we can have with God. So Romans chapter five, for instance, says, therefore being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So what does that mean? That means that there can be a restored relationship and fellowship, a, a oneness, that's what atonement is, right? At one, the, uh, there can be a oneness with God again because of the mediatorship of Jesus Christ. So when we enter into the righteousness of Christ through faith, appropriating the gift righteousness of Christ, we have peace with God. So believers don't just have a truce. It's not that God is just no longer mad at them for their sin, but there's the presence of peace. There is the presence of fellowship and relationship with God. It's a wonderful truth for all believers. Obviously, that's not the peace that's being described here, but it's important for us to understand that, so that we can have peace with God. Anybody potentially can be at, at peace as a state with God because of a relationship with Christ. There's a second kind of peace the Bible describes, and that's found in uh, Philippians chapter four. So in Philippians chapter four, the Bible says that there's the peace of God that passeth all understanding. Uh, Paul talked about that with the Colossians as well and said it's a peace that can literally rule our hearts. And what does that mean? That means that there can be a disposition of peace that uh, controls a believer from the inside even when circumstances on the outside of that believer's life might be raging. 
you know, people hate me and the society is, is against me and I've been betrayed and maybe my body is racked with pain, but boy, I'm at peace. What is that? That's a gift from God. It's a dispositional ruling of the heart by the Spirit of God. That's why the Bible says that one of the aspects of the fruit of the Spirit is peace. Or the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering. So peace is something that we can have as a result of our relationship with Christ, peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Peace can be that ruling disposition of our heart as believers. Now, obviously, those are not the definitions here in Revelation chapter 6, because there's a third kind of peace, and that's peace on earth. Uh, the... the uh, relationship that human beings can have with other human beings. Uh, a, a piece, I'm in Australia, okay? So there's peace between Australia and the United States. You know, I come here, I'm not afraid for my life. I love the people, I love the coffee, uh, I love the coffee, mm, I love the coffee. Have I mentioned that? So there, there's peace here. Uh, but uh, th so there's a peace on earth. And the peace that, that we enjoy even today is something that, that is a gift from God. We know that every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. It cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. So even the peace that we enjoy on earth. Now, is there peace everywhere? Of course not. You know, are there hostilities on earth today? Absolutely. But if there's any peace, that peace itself is because God has brought it. Because without God, there can be no peace. And what the Bible says in Revelation chapter 6, and I've taken a long time to get here, but in Revelation chapter 6 and verse 3, is that God is going to allow, he's going to give power. Because nothing happens outside of God's allowances, Nothing happens outside of the scope of God's omnipotence, his power. So God is going to allow this rider of the red horse to take peace from the earth, to remove the passive blessings of God upon the earth, which is peace. The fact that we get along, the fact that you don't have um, barbed wire around your house, the fact that you don't fear walking to your car in the morning. The fact that you walk down a city street and don't, don't look over your shoulder. Now, are there places in the world where you, where you have some of those things? Of course, I just came back from South Africa uh, last month and it was a dangerous place. But the point here is that that will be removed entirely. Peace, what would this world be like with no peace? Boy, it would be a scary, frightful place. And that's the point. Look at verse number three again, verse number four. So there went out another horse that was red. Power was given to him that sat thereon to take peace from the earth and that they should kill one another. But if there's no peace, I'm afraid for my life. If there's no peace, I'm not going out at night. If there's no peace, I'm getting extra locks and deadbolts from my door. If there's no peace, I'm gonna put barbed wire up around a gate around my house. If there's no peace, I'm gonna buy a gun uh, and they're gonna kill one another. And there was given unto him a great sword. So there's coming a day at the beginning of Daniel's 70th week, after you and I have been raptured, 
we've been caught away from this world. The Bible says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, when the Lord comes in the clouds, we meet him in the air. Not to, be, not to be confused with the second coming of Christ when we come with the Lord to the earth. Two totally different events. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 15 is another great passage that describes the rapture. So what's the point? The point is when, when, when believers have been removed, when God allows, uh, then peace will be removed from the earth and this will be a very frightening place. Now, are there pockets today that are frightening? Sure. You can go to some war-torn places in uh, Africa or around the world and fear for your life. You can go to certain alleyways and sections of urban cities in America and fear for your life. But can you imagine when the whole world has this kind of fear? When the absence of peace pervades the entire world and fear and crime reign and are rampant. Uh, you talk about the crime stats going up. You talk about people living in fear. You talk about people making adjustments. Uh, you won't be safe anywhere. Uh, these will be horrible days uh, during the beginning of what we call the tribulation, better called Daniel's 70th week, when we see uh, world leaders, like the one mentioned in uh, the, uh, the rider of the white horse that are uh, exercising their power to conquer, uh, to destroy, and then there's no peace. Boy, these are certainly dark days, and we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about it as we talk about the opening of the third seal. So we've talked about the first seal and the white horse. We've talked about the second seal and the red horse. Come back next episode, and we'll jump into what we call the third seal and the black horse. Hope you have a great day today. By the way, be encouraged. As believers, we are saved from the time of this tribulation. Uh, these are days that are dark, but they're days that you and I will not have to endure because of the grace of and the gift of God through Jesus. So have a great day in the Lord. We'll see you next episode. God bless you, my friends. Thanks for taking time to listen. If you enjoy Everyday Truth, Go ahead and subscribe to the podcast or share it with a friend. Until next time, God bless.